betcha she did is brought to you by the Ladies First Digital Media Company, helping women entrepreneurs be seen and heard through podcasts and YouTube channels. If you're looking to have your business amplified, reach out to me, Raina Rukiki. Learn more at my website, www.ladiesfirstdigitalmedia.com. Did she really do that? You betcha she did. Hello and welcome to You Betcha She Did, the podcast where female entrepreneurs and women who have paved the way share their wit and wisdom. Today, I have Dr. LJ Johnson with us, and she is an expert on women's hormones and balancing women's hormones, everything women and hormone related, uh, which is something I feel like every female that I know myself included can benefit from. Dr. LJ, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Raina. I'm excited to be here. I know all things women's hormones, the good, the bad, the sexy, and the unsexy. <laughs> that's all me. That's me to a T. So I guess there's so many questions I want to ask you, but let's start off with how did you find yourself in this world and in this role? You know what? That's such a great question to start with. And it always makes me so emotional. It gives me chills just thinking about it. The reason I do what I do and what brought me to this shift in my career is my own diagnosis. It took me 16 years to be diagnosed with endometriosis. So that is why I specialize in, it specialize in endo because I know what it's like to be chasing a diagnosis. I know what it's like to be like, hey, you have an illness. P.S. There's no cure. Go with God. Hope you make it. Um, I've been there, done that. I say it jokingly. I say it all the time. But seriously, I don't come from the high horse of this is what I learned in college. You know, this is what we learned in med school. This is what's going to cure you. I come from the holistic approach of been there, done that, that low horse, not the high horse, but the low horse, because I've been there. I've done that. I know it works. I know what can turn your life around, but it's really about educating, empowering, and motivating other people with the uterus that have endometriosis, that they can live an amazing life because typically that is not what you see in social media. That's not what your doctor's telling you. It's definitely not what you wake up feeling when you're in a player. Yeah. Why do you think it took so long to get that diagnosis? I mean, 16 years is an incredibly long time. Did they always think it was something else or they just thought, I don't know. Let's thought, talk about all the yeah. misdiagnoses <laughs> I got along the way, right? So some of the diagnoses I received were, you know, accurate. There was definitely some asthma and allergies, chronic sinus infections, some autoimmune issues. Um, all of those things were very accurate. But in the and the biggest one I have to circle back to is the IBS. So all of those things were there. But endometriosis is chronic systemic inflammation throughout your entire body. It's not just a reproductive disorder. So my heart goes out to all the OB guys that are dealing with, you know, trying to help people get a diagnosis simply because endo can look so different for everyone. What endo looked like for me could be different for you. We could line up 10 people and none of us have the same diagnosis. And, you know, we all have the same diagnosis, but different stories. So it was just really hard to diagnose because of the symptoms, the varying issues that I was going through, the hormonal shifts, the hormonal imbalances, not to mention as a woman of color, there's a lot of disparities. I mean, honestly, we just have to say that, right? In the medical community. So, you know, as a black woman, you know, I was told as a child to stand strong, to not, you know, I 
don't feel pain, if I'm speaking of pain, that I'm showing signs of weakness, you know, I'm showing a lack of faith in God, all of those things. So all of that combined, you know, that's my long answer to the short question of why it took so long to get diagnosed. And there's not a lot of information about endometriosis out there that's correct. Right now, if someone went to Dr. Google, the probably the first thing you're going to pull up is that, you know, endometriosis is uterine tissue outside of the uterus. And that is the biggest misnomer right next to retrograde period. So I guess I will define endometriosis because some people are probably like, right, endo, probably like what is endo supercala, what, what is that? <laughs> yes, supercala endometriosis. That's what we're talking about. So endometriosis is uterine-like tissue found outside of the uterus. It is hormonally driven. It can create its own lesions of inflammation outside of the uterus. So remember, we're outside of the uterus. It can be anywhere throughout your entire body. It has autoimmune-like factors. It also produces its own estrogen and progesterone. So that is why a lot of those misconceptions, I know it's a mouthful, those misconceptions of, you know, turning off your period, um, you know, doing birth control, all of those things. That's why they don't work because endometriosis is not a reproductive disorder. It is not a rogue period. It is not a period issue. So speaking of that, um, what have you found works in terms of trying to balance your hormones naturally? I mean, I, I think that's something I'm hearing more and more, um, just from other women I know too, just that, you know, instead of turning to the pill or other forms of, uh, you know, ways to control your hormones, how can you do that naturally? I feel like almost everybody wants to embrace things naturally, work with your body, not against it. So yes, as you were saying, working with your cycle, really starting from the holistic approach. What I like to do as far as not fighting against your body, but actually working with your body is optimizing your cycle. Small tip that you can start today. Everyone's cycle is different. Not everyone has a 28 day cycle. Not everyone has a 30, but trust me, this little tidbit will work. The first two weeks of your cycle, day one, when you start bleeding to day 14, really focus on decreasing inflammation. That may be saying no to those Doritos. That may be decreasing the dairy, the wheat, the gluten, whatever works for your body to decrease inflammation, baby, day one through day 14, that is your mission. Day 14 through 28, once again, not everyone has a 28 day cycle, but on that that second part, you want to focus on detoxification. Now, when I say detoxification, I'm not talking about running out and getting a big detox protocol, a water fast, something as simple as oil pulling. And we'll maybe put some links in the um, show notes for you. You know, oil pulling, dry brushing, tongue scraping. Those are three tiny things that you can do to habit hack every single day to detoxify your body. That right there, decreasing inflammation, then decreasing the toxic load, that is working with your body and optimizing your cycle. That's a way to naturally balance your hormones. Yes, there's definitely supplements and other protocols, but I am just start with the basic stuff, increasing your water intake, right? Some of you guys know you're living from Starbucks to Starbucks and coffee to coffee. Yes, (laughs) I got my celery juice here. I'm (laughs) detoxing, right? So finding those little things that you can do to balance your hormones naturally, cutting back on the toxic load and just starting to be aware of your body would be the biggest step. Yeah, that makes sense. Why is it so, you know, you said the first from day one to 14, you want to really work on cutting down inflammation. Why is it? Is it the hormone that's present during that time that reacts to inflammation? Absolutely. What's the science there? Yeah. What's the the nerdy part? (laughs) So the science behind it is when your body is in your cycle, right? When you're bleeding, that is a natural form of inflammation. So you want to naturally be anti-inflammatory. That's looking at low FODMAP foods, working with your cycle. So that's when those hormones, those prostaglandins, that's when you have things sometimes like butt lightning. We all know what it is. We never talk about it, but you know what that butt 
lightning feels like when you've got the period cramps and you're like, oh my gosh, my butt is on fire. Like it's cramping. It's painful. So it's really just working with your cycle and really working with those hormones at the time. What's the connection between your gut and liver and hormones? They're all connected. That's, that's when we come to the nerdy part, right? It's not the, it's not the sexy part, but your gut and your hormones, your gut health is your foundation. It's kind of like a house. If you want to build a brand new house, you can run to Home Depot and choose all the fixtures and the appliances and all that fun stuff. But you know what? You probably need to lay a foundation first, get some walls up, get some framing before you start dreaming about how you're going to decorate the baby's new room, right? So that's my best analogy. So having that gut health is that foundation. If your gut is overgrown with bacteria, if you're constipated, if you're not having those poogasms, as we call them, if you're not moving and grooving and moving those toxins, your hormones are going to be unbalanced. I was just working with a patient recently and she came to me with a lot of gas and bloating. And so typically when they come to me, they're like, this is the problem. Give me the solution. And here's the deal. I'm going to give you the solution, but I'm not going to just tell you two supplements to go buy it whole paycheck or go on Amazon and buy because that's not going to get to the root of the problem. The root of the problem really was she wasn't digesting her food properly. She was not hyper nourishing her body. So she didn't have that strong foundation. Once you get that gut health in line, and I'm going to say it once again, because we always just want to go to the symptom. We want a supplement, a pill for every ill, right? Even if you're in the holistic natural, you're like, I got something for the gas, something for the acne, something for the bloating. And you got like 500 supplements literally in your cabinet and you're just whipping them all out. But sometimes it's better to kind of take a step back, work with someone like myself and get to the root of the problem, the root of why am I gassy and bloated? What is going on? You know, why am I not moving my bowels two to three times a day? Why am I not having these things happen? So So once you're really able to get that gut dysbiosis and calm that down, then you can start working on having more energy. Then you can start working on decreasing, you know, painful sex. Then you can start working on all of these other things. So I'm so glad you asked that. Now, liver health, if you could see me right now, I'm literally wearing my castor oil pack. I'm like, baby, I am detoxing right now (laughs) with my castor oil pack. It's like tucked on there detoxifying my liver. Your liver is your master detoxifier. Most people don't think about their liver until they've got a gallbladder issue. And then they're like, okay, I got to get rid of these gallstones or worst case scenario. They're like, just yank it out. I don't want to deal with it. But here's the deal. If your liver is not showing up and showing out, it is not helping you detoxify all of the toxins in your makeup and your hair products and the water, the pharmaceuticals, the vitamins, just the toxins in the air that we breathe. Not that we want to live in fear, but your liver has to be optimized. So I would say liver and gut health, they are all connected as far as the hormones, but you have got to get that gut on board and you have to make sure your master detoxifier, which is your liver is showing up and showing out every single day. Yeah, no, that that makes complete sense. Um, what is a castor oil packet or pack? I was like, I don't even know what that is. Yes, so like, I know. So I've got is. my, so this is my, here, you can't see it, but they, It's not very sexy. My boyfriend, definitely, it's not his favorite. I'll be honest. But a castor oil pack is a pack that I apply. We'll put the link if you guys want to check it out and save some money. It helps detoxify the liver. It helps balance your hormones. It helps if you're having constipation, diarrhea. It really helps to calm everything down. Also, I'll just throw in a little tidbit. If you're dealing with fibroids, castor oil, there's a recipe. If you guys send me a message, I can give it to you where you can mix a couple of other herbs with castor oil because it breaks 
breaks up lumps and bumps. So a lot of my patients that have fibrocystic breasts, they've had, you know, a lot of gut issues. Possibly you've got fibroids, ovaries that have cysts, etc. Castor oil is so, so amazing. I mean, we could do a whole podcast on just castor oil. We could because castor oil packs down. Many people think castor oil and they're like, oh gosh, my grandmama used to yes, make me like take a tablespoon. That's what yes. I thought of. I was like, yes. isn't that what the grandma said? Yes, <laughs> baby, we've upgraded. No more choking on castor oil. You can now rub it on the skin, put the castor oil pack and it pulls the toxins. It's amazing. Like that. Yeah, that's a, oh my gosh, a godsend. I wear mine all the time during the day when I'm working from home. I mean, when I'm on video, I only have to look kind of cute, right? From the boobs up. You don't really, yeah, my castor oil pack's really not in the way. (laughs) And now a quick word from our sponsor. If you know me, you know that I love having routines. I love having my week set. I love planning. I love organization. And one key part of my week is attending a yoga class at Elevate Yoga in downtown Sheboygan, Wisconsin. This simple routine improves my health and sets me up for a fantastic week. Starting this fall, when you buy a 20-class pass at Elevate Yoga, you can get two free classes by using the code YOUBETCHA. You can use this code in person at the studio or by emailing at hello at elevateyogallc.com or by calling 920-783-6124. And don't forget the code you betcha. I have a kind of an interesting question next. You know, seeing as you've been working in the medical field for a long time, not only as a doctor, but obviously on the patient side, what are some things that you feel the medical profession is doing right in terms of hormones? And where do you think it needs to change and improve? What are they doing right? Well, let me come back to that one. Let's talk about some areas of improvement. I think as far as go, doing right, they're letting us know that they can, you know, have an effect, that they are there, they are present. And then after that, I feel like we just dropped the ball. I love to shine more positives, but to be honest, there's just more areas of opportunities. I remember, you know, when I'm 13 and 14, you're back in school, which is a while ago. I'm 43 now, but you know, in home ec, you're learning about your period and how to cook and how to sew. There should have been a whole thing about like men's health and period health and optimizing your cycle. That's the information that we need. Um, you know, as far as things we could do differently, it's learning at a younger age. I remember when I started having painful periods and passing out during my cycle, passing out during bowel movements, like hot flashes at the age of 14, you know, thinking you're crazy, you're still trying to figure your body out. That would have been a really great time to start getting that foundation, not the whole mindset of, oh, you have your period, oh, you're just going to be miserable for seven to 10 days. We'll see you after that, right? So I think going back, there just is a lot of miseducation. There's also the whole um, stigma of we don't talk about, you know, sexual health. We don't talk about period health. You know, we're hiding the tampon in our purse. We're stuffing it in our, you know, pocket trying. And it's just like, this is a normal part of our body. Not to mention your menstrual cycle is your vital. It's a fifth vital sign. So that's really letting you know what's going on, what changes you need to make. The cycle you're having right now, this is one thing I will say, the cycle that you're going to have this month is a product of what you've been doing the other 90 days prior. So if you want to change your cycle, you need to start making changes now so that 90 days from now, you can start to see those benefits. 
See, that is so amazing. Um, I feel like this is something I've just recently gotten tuned into. I read Into the Flow last year. Yes, um, yes. And it, yeah, she talked all about, you know, how your period's the fifth health sign. And and it opened up a whole world to me. Just like you said, no one talks about period health. You don't talk about sexual health. It's kind of this taboo subject. When really it's something we should be very open about. We should be discussing. We should be investigating. Thinking along those lines, what advice do you have to, you know, women today and even, I mean, I have a daughter who's six years old, but I'm like for the next generation of women coming up. My biggest thing would be removing the stigma around period health and menstrual health and then educating everyone with the uterus that your cycle looks different. You know, everyone's cycle looks different, but also starting with not normalizing pain. I know for me, that was a big one. You know, oh, you're in pain. Oh, that's just part of the journey. Don't complain. And so a lot of people are normalizing pain. A lot of people are, there could be someone listening to this podcast right now on the couch and they're like, yeah, I'm out for the week. You know, it's my period's here. Aunt Flo's here. She's taking me down again. And just that misconception and that miseducation right there. If we could empower people to really utilize their cycle as their superpower, like that's like your, that's when you can pull out that cape that lets you know when you can, you know, if you're a business owner, that lets you know when you're doing the podcast interviews, you're creating all the content and you're doing all the things, but then you also know there's parts of your cycle that you need to step back and recharge and fill your cup. And then there's other times of your cycle where you can pour into your patients and your clients and it's amazing. And then there's times when you need to sit down and drink some water and chill, but you're trying to pour, pour, pour. And then you start, you know, feeling like you need to give yourself some more grace. So it's really just about, I I would say the other thing is normalizing the pain. Many of us normalize the pain. We just normalize that's just how it goes. Oh, I'm getting older. That's just my body breaking down. And I, it's so funny. I love my boyfriend, but he's one of those people that, you know, well, that's just how it goes. You know, you're getting older, you know, you're getting tired. And I'm like, I just, I just refuse to believe that. Like, just because my body is, you know, getting more seasoned and wiser and more mature, that doesn't mean that all of my, all the time now my back's going to hurt. I'm going to have hot flashes. I'm just going to be bloated. Like everyone's, you know, mindset and faith is a little different, but I just refuse to accept that. Yeah. I love it. I, I love mm-hmm. everything you said. That's yeah. amazing. I, I agree. I was like, why you don't have to live that way. We shouldn't. Correct. Do you, do you have some insight you can give us? I mean, like you said, everybody's menstrual cycle is different, but I love what you were saying about, you know, certain parts of your menstrual cycle, you'll have more energy. Other parts are going to want to turn more inward and recharge. Is there, um, you know, I don't, not really like a week by week plan, but can you give us some insight? Like, Hey, the first so many days you you'll probably feel like this because of this. And it's good to do these types of things. Does that make sense? Right, right. Going back to that day one through 14, right? The day that you're bleeding, day one through day seven, it's probably more chill. You want to relax. You want to rest. That's probably when you want to Netflix and chill, kind of sit back, you know, binge watch your shows, kind of reflect. Now, week two, the energy starts up and going, right? That's the time to make all those TikToks and reels and go out and all of that. Week three, that energy really elevates. And so it's being able to, and this is just a short synopsis. Right. <laughs> But it's being able to really optimize your cycle, knowing that when that energy comes in, you know, that first week, I will say going back to day one through day seven, that's not the time to be like, you know what? I think I'm going to quit my job. You know, I think I'm going to change my nutrition. Sit in what you're doing 
Week two, start to reassess. Is what I'm doing working? Last week I had my cycle. It was super painful. Okay, this week, maybe there's some changes I need to make. You know, last week was very stressful. I didn't have any sleep. You know, I forgot my magnesium bath. I, oh, you know what? Second week I'm starting to evaluate. You know, I haven't been taking my supplements. They're over here by the Keurig. I grab the coffee every morning, but I'm not grabbing my multivitamin or I'm not grabbing this, that, and the other. Then week three, you're in your routine. So those new established, you know, goals. You've set the fitness goals. You've set the boundaries with your family. You've really got this going. You really start putting it into play, right? So it's really a progressive process. But typically what happens is, you know, the world is like, you need to show up and be a hundred percent and have 110% energy every day. So the day that we don't have that energy, we're feeling guilty. We're like, you know what? I'm super tired, but I'm going to go ahead and, you know, go to that business. Trip. I'm going to go ahead. Yeah. I'm going to push through, you know, I'll just grab me another cup of coffee. And then that's what I'm talking about working against your cycle. So it's really just being aware of how your body feels. And I do have some resources. We'll put those in the show notes as well that they can kind of click on because there's different types of workouts that you want to do. You know, some of you are, you know, members of, you know, Orange Theory or all these fun places, but you're always doing that high intensity workouts. And sometimes that is not going to fuel your healing journey. I mean, if you're trying to balance your hormones and lose weight and all these fun things, then, you know, that high cortisol and always pushing your body a million miles an hour is not going to serve you. See, I know that is great to hear because we live in such a culture where, yeah, where I was told to perform at the same level every single day. And that's Mm -hmm. not really a reality for women, perhaps for men. I mean, I think they're on like a 24 hour hormone cycle. Maybe doesn't change that much. They can a little different. Yeah. Perform the same every day. But as a woman, yeah, I, I felt it myself. Like if you push yourself when you're not feeling it, um, or, you know, stressed out and tired, it usually backfires in some way. And you have to like, re-energize even more at some point. Down the the backfiring happens to the best of us. Yes. It's, and it's not fun, right? It's like the day that you push yourself and you write that email and it takes two hours versus the day that you could have wrote a whole series, a whole sales funnel and 15, 20 minutes on the other day, you know, or the other week, if you would have just optimized your cycle. Yeah. Let's bring it back a little bit more to hormones. Are there, you already given us a couple tips in terms of um, things to do during your cycle. Are there a couple more actionable tips you can give to women just in terms of hormones or things to watch out for, uh, things like that? I would say the biggest thing is stop normalizing the symptoms. When the rashes come up, when the period pain strikes, um, you know, the brain fog that you just can't get around, start to really sit down and be aware of your body. I tell my patients all the time, yes, you know, journaling every symptom. No, I'm not turning you into hypochondriac, but so many times we just normalize like, oh, that's just how it's going to be. Oh, here's my acne again. Let me put on some curology. You know, oh, here's my back pain. Let me do the, you know, the tens, the heating pad. All of those things are great, but I encourage you to log the symptoms and then, you know, reach out to me. You can hop on a 15 minute discovery call, talk to your doctor, talk to a practitioner and see if you get to the root of the problem because so many times we're trying to balance our hormones but like you said the liver the liver health is off right the gallbladder is not working properly or you've had the gallbladder removed you know you've been taking a certain pharmaceutical you've been on birth control which has now made your body nutrient deficient your gut you know is off balance you've got bacterial overgrowth all of these things that are going on your allergies are out of control once again not to live in fear but to really start to realize that those things may happen to you every day but stop 
normalizing them and get to the root of the problem. I think the biggest thing is, is that most women, like you said, are told to show up 110% every day. And if you're not, then you need to toughen up and just push through. But that push through toughen up mentality is why we're always showing up for others rather than showing up for ourselves. Showing up for ourselves may be, you know, becoming more aware of your cycle. Some of you don't even track your cycle. You know, you go to the doctor and you're complaining of this, that, and the other. They ask when your last period is and you're like, I have no idea. You're clueless, right? So it's like using some of these Apple watches and all this fun technology to like track your cycle. You know, there's the aura ring. So I would just say, stop normalizing the pain, normalizing the the symptoms, become more aware of your body, and then get some help to get yourself in the driver's seat of your house. Do you have any tips too for women uh, entering menopause or perimenopause? Get ready for the ride, baby. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm 43 too, so I was like thinking ahead. What do I need yes. to do? Yes. So I have already started to experience some perimenopause. The one thing I will say is I love the Dutch test. I'm about testing what, and not what is guessing. That? I don't even know what that is. The Dutch test is the dried urine test. So it's D U T C H. Um, another link that we'll throw in the show notes for you. You guys are going to be jam packed with links. (laughs) So the Dutch test is how you can test your hormones. So this is the thing, the difference between blood and urine. We test the blood. The blood will tell you where your hormones are at. Urine will tell you where your hormones are at, but how your body is actually metabolizing them. If it's pushing it down a pathway that maybe is more carcinogenic, you know, pushing you more towards cancer. Is it pushing you towards a way that's not properly detoxing your body? Is your body not pushing them anywhere, which is why you're estrogen dominant and you're having all of these issues, the weight gain, the belly fat, you know, the brain fog, the acne. So I love the Dutch test because it not only, once again, tells you where your hormones are at, but how your body is utilizing them, where your melatonin is. Once again, we like to throw spaghetti at the wall and throw a bunch of supplements at the wall, but the Dutch test lets me know exactly what's going on. That way I can create an exact blueprint for your health. And perimenopause, you have to realize that your hormones are up and down. One month you may have a cycle, 90 days later, it's gone. I know for me, I had a cycle. I literally turned, literally turned 43 in May, had a period, haven't had one until like a week ago. Like it just went in my, I was like, what the heck is going on? (laughs) But when I did the Dutch test, it let me know that, yeah, my DHA was great. This, that, and the other was great, but there were some pathways that used to, you know, were shunting the correct way had now been going down a different pathway and recirculating back into my body. That information I would have only got from the Dutch test. So I'm huge on functional testing. Um, once again, I love all the DIYs and the hacks and the little things like castor oil pack and this, that, and the other. But for many of you, you've been dealing with these issues for years. You know, you've been DIYing your healing protocol. You're going to listen to this podcast. You've listened to all the other top podcasts. You're listening to a teeny bopper on TikTok. You're following the reels. You're on YouTube University, Dr. Google, you're rolling it all together. I just, you know, I had someone that's like, I've been taking DIM. Why isn't it curing my endo? DIM may not be the product for you. You know, there are different levels of detoxification in different phases. DIM only supports one phase. Possibly your estrogen needs support in different phases. So that's where I get on the huge soapbox of just test and don't guess. And where, where can you get the Dutch test? Is that something you can just order online and check So out? you can. So this is the thing. You definitely want to order it through someone like myself or a different practitioner because then you get the big report and then you need to analyze it. The money is in the analyzation, right? So anybody can pee on the strips and mail them in, but you need a practitioner, especially someone that is familiar with the Dutch test that can really help you optimize your health with that. 
That makes sense. Someone to know what they're looking at. Yes, because there's a lot to look at. Absolutely. A lot of information on there, but it's, it's all very, very helpful and useful. If you'd like to know more about Dr. LJ Johnson and how to balance your hormones naturally, please check our show notes. I have lots and lots of links from Dr. Johnson for you to check out. As always, if you enjoy listening to You Betcha She Did, don't forget to share the show with a friend, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and spread the love. Thank you. Until next time, 